Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Man, so friend of the show, Coach Lamont Paris of Chattanooga Mox over there. Oh, McCallie in Chattanooga. How you doing, Coach? Boss, man, I'm good, man. We're just uh, blessed to be playing basketball games and uh, uh, just getting out there on the court. We were away from it for a long time, so just trying to do our thing and, and uh, you know, just be fortunate to be out there playing and, and playing halfway decent, too. That always makes it better. No doubt, five and zero. Oh, we'll talk to you about their five and zero. Oh, different tough opponents each night here. Got North Georgia on Saturday as well. So, knowing what we've been going through all the long, coach, with the pandemic stopping and starting, your guys persevering, five and zero oh so far. Got to make make you real happy and pleased. No doubt, it's a lot of stuff. You know, it's a lot of stuff for for you and I, and we're grown men. I mean, these guys, they're still kids, no matter how big they are. You know, they, it's a lot that's been thrown at them. The stuff we're asking them to do on an everyday basis. Uh, you know, classes have changed. On campus versus not campus. They can't do this. They can't do this. Everything is regulated in their lives right now. And so um, I can't say enough about the job they've done as, as, far, as, as far as following all that stuff, sat, making sacrifices, and, and doing it all in order that we get a chance to go out there and perform on the basketball court. So it's not always convenient for them. It's been a crazy time, but uh, I was excited when they let us come back and start doing workouts. And I told the guys, hey, even if this is the furthest as it gets, let's take advantage of it and feel feel blessed about it. And then, you know, if, if we work the games and we work the games and we've been able to do that. So it's been a it's been a crazy year, but um, but we've been fighting a good fight. Most definitely. Let's go back to March. How was that for you and your team? You know, going from being on campus and that whole environment, being over there with your structure of study halls and own in-person classes to being back home, virtual, having to kind of stay in shape at home and not be near you guys. How was that for you and your staff and your players? Yeah, everything, everything changed at that point, right? And it was, you didn't have information. All you had was this is what's happening and this is what's happening. And you didn't have information, which, which made it even more difficult. But, but, uh, but yeah, so the guys had to transition from in-person classes to going all online. You know, some people like that way and learning that way. Some people don't learn as effectively that way. So, uh, you know, it put guys uh, tutoring, 
you can't tutor the same way as you could when you could do it in a face-to-face scenario. So, I mean, so, so many things, so many things that were like that, but it was hard. You know, I don't think too many guys came back in great shape. That's for sure. Um, you know, they back home, mom was cooking and, uh, you know, they, they, not too many of them came back in better shape than when they left. I put it that way. Coaches included. That's for sure. But, uh, but the whole, everything was different. Recruiting, recruiting oh, yeah. was different, right? We signed a whole recruiting class. We never saw one, one kid in person. It just was, you know, learning on the, on the fly and going by the seat of your pants and making adjustment and, uh, you know, the two words I've used for this whole year and everything since the pan- pandemic is, has happened is uh, maximum flexibility. Yes, and I, I think we got to operate with those two things in mind at all times, maximum flexibility, things that you used to get upset about, you got to let it slide. You know, some of them, you, you just got to have maximum flexibility. Be ready to change at the drop of a dime if need be, prioritize things differently. But uh in the grand scheme of things as a basketball program, it's been it's been a lot of challenges in trying to get this thing to jump off. Coach, a lot of fans only see you as a coach, X and O's guys. But talk about having been a mentor, a therapist, a father figure, a leader, a brother, a friend, just to keep these young men's minds sharp and engaged and in a happy, positive medium, because a lot of people only see the wins and losses, not you have to go a lot a lot just to get on the court to get those wins and losses that you get each night when you guys play. Yeah, the least the least important thing I do in my job is basketball stuff. Watching tape, drawing a play up. The least important thing I do and everything I do has to do with an exit or a no. And and uh, you know, especially with kids these days, immature is not the right word. They just have been around. I mean, you can be on your parents' insurance until you're 25 these days. It's just they've been around their parents for so long. I don't think anything. Life doesn't even start till you're 22 outside of college. It used to be, you know, 50 years ago when you were 18, you were grown, grown and raising a family. And so things have changed. And so you got to, you have to adapt to that. You have to be there for them in every which way you possibly can. You can't even coach them in a normal way if, if you don't spend time with them off the court. If they don't know that you value know what their interests are, value them in other ways other than as a basketball player, care about their mom, dad, brothers, and sister. If, you, if you're not doing that, taking a vested interest in what they're doing academically for those that, that are really serious about their academics, uh, which is everybody here, by the way. But um, if you're not doing that stuff, yeah, you're not going to be able to coach the basketball games. It, it doesn't matter how how good you are or how good you think you are at that part of it. Like you, have to, you have to spend time with these guys and get their minds where it needs to be, get them to where they're open to accepting uh, uh, con- constructive criticism. That's another thing that, that, you know, 18, 19 kids or year-old kids these days, they don't do that gracefully. They don't want to hear. Not too many people have told them that the jumper is broke. They don't hear that a lot, right? Sure and, they, and for everyone that does say that, they got a hundred telling them how good it is. So, you know, you got to build up the trust in order to be able to coach them effectively. And so that's why I say the least important thing I do has to do with X's and O's. Speaking of your coach, I told you this when I was at practice last year that your guys were really engaged in what you was teaching them. All your staff, mm-hmm. they didn't, they was really engaged. Every, every every drill, everything you did, they was engaged. And you kind of could read, read them and they read you back. So 
You have yeah. great kids who buy yeah. into you. It was what I saw, yeah. I saw happening. Because our teams, I go to practice all the time. Like I told you, it's not, it wasn't like I saw your practice. Your guys yeah. engaged the whole hour thirty minutes out there. Yeah, and and we do some stuff to to we do a couple things. One, we don't we don't practice for three and a half hours like some people do. You know, I try to get in there. We're on it. It's high energy. We we you know we we value the details and sweat the small stuff. So you so you got to be locked in in order. But but and but the biggest part of the whole deal is the character of the kids. If they don't, and you mentioned that, if they don't want to, if they're not, they don't want to be engaged. They don't want to learn. If they think they already got it figured out. They're already good enough. They're not going to be locked in on that stuff. And and we try not to recruit guys that have that mentality. We like to get guys that that are that you know know that they got a lot of room to grow, and and trust that I'm the guy and my staff is the staff to help them get there. So whatever we say, they are trying to absorb it like a sponge and then add it into their game. And it's different stuff maybe sometimes than what they've heard from wherever they came from, whether they're a four-year tr school transfer, a junior college guy, or a kid coming out of high school that m may or may not have had a great high school coach um, for, to that end. But, but yeah, our guys, our guys are locked in and focused at practice, and uh, I'm appreciative of that. I don't take it for granted, not one day. So uh, we, we recruit to try to get them to that, but – you know, the, the biggest part of it is them and, and where their minds are and what they're willing to and want to accept. Now, Coach, I'll just use this opportunity to teach them about life, you know, with the pandemic being around them, of course, social social unrest with racial justice. How did you use those Zooms when you was away from you, you guys to teach them about this is how life can be for us young black men in this world and how we have to carry ourselves and everybody's not bad, but there are some bad apples. So how did you kind of use that time to kind of teach your young men about that as a teacher point of second be growthness and be better going forward? Yeah, we, we, we talked about that stuff a lot. We talked about decisions. And, and and how you respond to stuff. We talked about who you are around. Um, you know, we, we talked about some stuff that, that you shouldn't have to talk about. We talked about, you know, <clears throat> what to do when you get stopped or pulled over, particularly at this day and age, you know? And, and you know, some of that stuff was stuff that when I was young, I, I, already, I was taught that stuff at an early age and you were too. And I think sometimes you take things for granted um, that you're not going to have to do this or do that. And we should, and some things you shouldn't have to, but I talked to guys about that. I talked to them about respond, their response. If someone says something uh, that, that, that is, could be aggressive. I talked about de-escalation. I talked about the company that you keep when you're outside of here. Just, we, we, we consistently would be talking and it didn't seem like every day there was a story that you had to dress in front of your team because it was gonna, could apply to somebody. And so that was the thing. We had a couple open forums where we, we just, we did a couple on Zoom, but then once we got back on campus, we one day just went to the gym and spread out all our chairs and we just had it, and we just chopped it up and everybody could talk about whatever they wanted to talk about as it pertained to any of these racial inequalities and, and just, experiences that people have had, stuff they've seen, how they're feeling right now. You know, I thought that that we, we got some good response from that stuff. I thought it was really important that we did that. But, but yeah, and then to have to do some of that over Zoom, you know, it just doesn't hit home the same exact way. But I think you just got to stay on top of it. I think you have to stay on it and be in constant communication with your guys. And you always got to have your, your fingers on the pulse of where they are and how they're feeling from an emotional standpoint. 
well, shout out to Coach Tommy, some of the young kids here in Georgia, especially, wanted to get involved. You know, I'm mm-hmm. 33, so I'm like, you really want to get involved in this? I thought you always want to do do the phones, but mm-hmm. and trying to get people to register to vote here in Georgia with Sexy Avery, the Georgia Project, and all the Black Voters Matter. It's like the 1829 age group that usually does not care was caring, and I was like, "Wow, these kids really yeah. are getting it and wanting to change be the change that makes this country better going forward." And I appreciate yeah. you guys are the same exact way. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it's, they're the most important. I've said this multiple times to our guys. I mean. It's over for me, right? And it's not. But I say, I'm so old now. I say, it's you guys are the juice. Everything's going to be driven by you. You got the keys. Your decisions are the ones that matter. Your opinions are the ones that count more, right? And so it was, it was exciting to see this group of, of, of young black men and, and, and women. Um, I deal with the men's team, though. Uh, but just to see them want to do this you know we all we all we were 100 percent of our team that was eligible to vote we got we got a couple international kids that can't vote but um we had 100 percent uh registration really early on in the process and so uh, you know we made that a priority um just to see the the activism that guys wanted they wanted to be involved they cared they saw how it hit home for them or for somebody else and and uh, you know they just wanted to they wanted to do and stop talking and get off the phones and social media. They wanted to do some stuff and they generated some real good ideas too. I just think just as a young group of of, of African Americans in general, they generated some really good movements, some really good ideas. And and again, they're the ones that whose opinions matter the most in my in my in my opinion. Most definitely, coach. And also, man, I'll ask you this, man. You guys got at the campus in July. So how was that to ramp the young men up so they don't have anything nagging? Because I know that's very key for me. Soft tissue injuries is what I was, I, I'm scared of when I play ball myself. So how is mm-hmm. those knees, ankles, hamstrings and growing safe as you got those guys back in that mode they are right now? Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't go zero to 100. Uh, we, you know, we, we did. We got to 100, but there were five stops in the middle. So yeah. we, we, we took it slow. We took it real slow because, like you said, with the soft tissue stuff and these kids, they're going to want to go full go, right? You get them back to the gym. You haven't been in the gym for four months. They're going to want to go full go. And so we we would go shorter. We'd do shooting workouts only because the, the joints, I thought that was the one. Muscles are a big thing, but your joints get used to starting, stopping, landing, pivoting, changing direction, bending. Right, and I think if you're not doing that and you start going 100 miles an hour, your joints take the, the biggest tolls on your joints. And so we worked, we were really deliberate about what we did in terms of trying to take as much time as we needed to get to that 100 miles an hour. And, you know, now we're off and running. And I've been seeing your conference, man. Your guys are getting wins. I see Mercer got a few wins, big, big time wins. You guys as well. Others, Wofford's playing here Saturday, and LSU's place as well against South Florida. So I mean, a lot of SoCon is showing out in non-conference scheduling, which got to be good for you guys trying to get more bids, of course, down the road and more recognition in this country, but then quad one victories as well. Yeah, the Southern Conference has completely changed. This is not your granddaddy's Southern Conference anymore, and. And I say that with all respect to everybody that's played in the Southern Conference before and coached. But when I was when before I got here, I was at Wisconsin, and and when I was looking at the job, the SoCon was 
out of 30, there's 32 Division I conferences. And the SOCON was coming in around 30, somewhere around that. And then that following year, and since then, in these last four or five years, you know, last year we finished 13th or 12th, depending on what metric you used out of those 32 conferences. So it's serious. You know, we've had teams going to LSU and put it on LSU. Uh, uh, Wofford beat North Carolina. Uh, uh, I mean, we've had some convincing wins. Uh, UNLV, or I mean, not UNLV, Villanova wins a national championship, goes to the Final Four, and then Furman beats them the next year. Furman beats two Final Four teams that season. You know, our league is for real. It's, it's, they're, they're good players, they're good coaches, and, and uh, it's good athletes and good teams, and they know how to play as teams. So it's a, it's a real deal conference. And so, uh, you know, no, there's no cupcake walks in this, in this league, which at the end of the day is good. But I think it's due that the SOCON starts getting its, its respect. Because last year, seven of your 10 schools was 500 or better in conference play. And yeah. So that tells you just how tough it is that seven out of 10 schools were 500 yeah. better in conference and knowing yeah. every night's a dogfight. And, 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 and our top three teams were in the top 75. Out of 360 schools, our top three teams were in the top 75. Again, depending on what you used as a metric. But it was it, – it's – you know, every game. If you if you show up that day and don't play well, you're going to lose. It's just not – you're not going to go to anybody and say, oh, we had a bad night, but we still gutted it out and grinded it out. Uh, not, not rarely. That's a rarity in our conference. So it's, it's, it's good. It's challenging, but it's good. That's what I got for you, Coach, this, man. What was your quarantine hobby? Mine was playing the guitar. I'm a guitar player now, Coach, believe it or not. So, oh, yeah? So, yeah, so what's your quarantine hobby, man? Well, I had two of them, and they went hand in hand. And luckily, they were in the right order. My first quarantine hobby was eating. <laughs> and then my second quarantine hobby was working out. So it, worked, it ended up working out the right way. Yes, it, it ended up working out the right way. But the eating got to me for about – that first, about that first five weeks, I was a, I was a professional eater. And then uh, now I was cooking too. So that was, I guess that would be my, the real hobby and the whole thing. But, but yeah, then I got to get on the workout grind. Home workouts, they're a real thing. Who knew? I thought you had to go to a gym. You could get a real home workout. So it was good. Say, Hick, I got me a bike I bought from Coles, man. The exercise bike I use right in my other room here, man. I pedal away. I got my stepper, man. So I'm with you. The whole, you work, the whole workout thing is real. <laughs> it's real. It's real, right? No more paying for a gym. No more, right? Just you get it done. If you want to wake up and get it done, you wake up and get it done. No doubt. Well, Coach Paris, man, best luck to you, man. I'm glad you guys are doing well. You're doing well. Five and old, man. Good luck against North Georgia. They're always tough, but I know you can get hand on hand on those guys already. I know you have them ready, man. All right, boss, man. I appreciate the support, baby. No doubt. Hope to see you TSU, man. Okay, sounds good. All right, see you, brother. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.